This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. At WPMagicJourneys.com, tell me you heard this ad at This After Dark to get $25 off your deposit. Best of all, there's no charge for my services, so Hakuna Matata, because you will. Universal After Dark, a universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hi and welcome to the sixth ward, you say? <laughs> I was about to whisper that I hit record, but then you just started talking anyway. I just, I when you say hit record, I just count myself in now. Well, you, the, the I'm thing professional. Is, well, the, yeah, so the problem is, I'm, I'm clearly not, because I thought, I hit record and then I thought, Oh, hang on. Like, I said I was going to hit record, but does she know that I've hit record? Was I supposed to say five <laughs> seconds? And, and I just know now. Yeah, yeah. I'll shut up now. Hi, and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I'm your host, as usual, Amanda. And I'm so happy that we're back on our regularly scheduled every two weeks for now episodes. It feels good. I feel like we're back in the flow. So, we've got a full house tonight. I'm joined by... Nick. Everywhere. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Don't let me stop you from singing. Yeah. No, 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 no. Go You're ahead. Free. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not singing. So. <laughs> well, that's just a bummer. Maybe at the end. <laughs> How are you doing? How am I doing? I'm fine. I, like, this is the second time now in podcasts recently that people have asked how I am. And I'm so... I'm, because I don't expect anyone to ask that question, I get very, very confused when someone does. <laughs> I like, really... think I'm okay? <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's like, I am okay, aren't I? And then you get you into that self... Into, I'm not okay by my chemical romance. We could all join in. Oh, that is oh, true. Yeah. But I, yeah. I won't be doing that. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Come yeah. on, Gerard. <laughs> Okay, you've just heard him. Luke's with us too. That's me. What's up? Fresh from Universal mm. a few days ago. And a cruise. Just. I was at Universal. Fresh. Oh, what? You was at oh, Universal last, last week. week. Oh, yeah. Dang. That cruise felt a lot longer. Honestly, like, <laughs> it, like somebody Snapchatted me. That was not you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snapchat, I know. That was so my friend. <laughs> I was like, what? what is this cruise? <laughs> it was confusing oh my god people are talking about snapchat and i'm feeling like i'm like 70 years old all of a sudden honestly my friend the other day was like why do you have snapchat you child and i was like because that's what i thought to luke and ashton i, I downloaded <laughs> it once I, I downloaded it once on my phone and it basically it frankly scared me i had no idea what i was doing and i just oh, it. 
Because of the ghost emoji. Well, look, look, ba- look, basically, you know, everyone says that it was because of, like, um, whatever the, the Jenna was that um, deleted Snapchat and made a big thing about it, that that's why stocking Snapchat went down. But actually, I beat her to the punch. So, actually, I think it was, you know, Kendall Jenner didn't ruin Snapchat. It was me. And don't, don't, um, don't uh, like, judge me for knowing Kendall Jenner. I live with someone that watches that crap um, with a capital K. Um, like horrible, horrible stuff. At least you got invited to the K. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Okay, but also joined by Polly D. Hi there. How we doing? I got Snapchat, but that's all I can see. I've got it. Don't use it. View it. Kids use it. So I'm more I of a Snapchat don't know what viewer. I'm doing on it really. Like I usually record a Snapchat because it has cuter filters than Instagram. Save it <laughs> and then post that story on Instagram instead. <laughs> nice. I'm too old, but all I do basically is open Luke's and Ashton's Snapchats, and then I'll get like random ones every so often from like random people, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I could send this to everybody, and I wouldn't know. Old. Okay, we're also <laughs> joined by Pdabs. Snoochies, hello. It's been a long time since we've been on a podcast together. It has. Well, I've not been on UID since last year. Wow. Then I was missing for six about six weeks studying and all sorts of stuff. So but I'm back. Yes, we're very, very glad to have you back. And we may be joined by Mr. Ripley a little bit later, maybe. He might get abducted by aliens again. We are undecided. But until then, we'll start the show like we always do with what we're drinking. So I'm going to go back around in the same order. Nick, what are you drinking? I'm glad you remember the order. I get very confused at this point of a podcast. Well, I've remembered you so far, so I'm doing all right. (laughs) Um, I'm being very boring tonight, and I'm just on Cherry Pepsi Max. But it is like the the drink of gods, so. Wow. Okay, Luke, are you drinking something fancier? Uh, no, no, just oh. some water. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to start playing, like, drinking top trumps, because I'm going to win every week, because I'm the only one that drinks on this podcast anymore. <laughs> I, can go and, I can go and get some vodka if you want. I mean, I feel like it should be, like, the majority vodka, and then a splash of Cherry Pepsi Max. All right, all right, give me two minutes. <laughs> then we'll get you singing. Yeah. <laughs> It'll take a bit more than, this, than that. <laughs> okay, Polly D, what are you drinking? You always have a fancy drink. How many how many top trump points do you get for a gin and tonic? Oh, oh I feel like classic. I don't really know how top trumps works, but I feel like a lot. <laughs> it's like a pre it's a pre made one though, so you don't get as many points for that. But oh. still, cheers. Chin chin. Yeah. Okay, P Dabs, what are you drinking? The, the, this program is brought to you by uh, ibuprofen. Sadly, um, <laughs> so, so <laughs> I'm just on the, uh, the good old black current cordial. Um, just to, just to note, drugs are bad and other brands of medication are available, such as Edfil. Correct. Okay, I am drinking the same as I was drinking on the last episode of Universal After Dark, because I still have some left, a Foster's, because it reminds me of King's Cross Station at Universal. Well, I was going to say Jurassic Park, but I don't drink it there. But I see it there. <laughs> Do yeah? Yeah. I th- oh, wait. I think... It's like a big blue can, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think they have it at Jurassic Park. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel For like... For sure. 
I'm not like super into it, but I feel like it's just like a chill, a chill drink. Like yeah. it's nothing too fancy. Universal. I can, it's universal. Fasters is universal. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking oh. of universal, <laughs> no, Bud Light is. Sorry, Bud Light. We still want the sponsorship, please. <laughs> yes, please. Speaking of universal, we have a topic tonight that I've been promising our friend Phil that we'll do for a very long time. But other stuff just keeps like cropping up, like news, and then not being on the podcast for a while. <laughs> in a in a way, though, man, that I almost feel that we. I mean, we could talk about this now, but at the same time, we could make Phil wait some more, and I hopefully like not run out of time. <laughs> no, let's talk about it now. <laughs> yes. So I feel like this is a good time to talk about it because right now all of us are in various planning stages for our upcoming trips. Mm. Yes. So I feel like this is the opportune time. I know that quite a few people too are planning trips for next year because there's quite a few big things happening next year in Orlando. Like for just one example, Halloween Horror Night 30 and also my 30th birthday. And my 21st. <clears throat> 21st. Me and Luke are going oh, to have a 21st and 30th birthday extravaganza. Hey, it'll be my 37th. <laughs> no, we'll say that you're 30. I'm not telling anyone that I'm 30. I'm going to tell them I'm just turning 22. <laughs> That's how me and Ash face it. You're 21 for all of your 20s, and then once you hit 30, you're 22, and then you're 22 until you're 40. <laughs> yeah, you and then you off. just don't tell your age anymore. <laughs> it, is rude. it is rude to ask a woman's age, to be fair. Or Mr. D's. There's the two yeah. rules in life. Don't ask Mr. D's age or women. Anyone else's game. I'm acting like I don't speak English when people ask me my age from that one. <laughs> so, we thought that we'd talk about Aventura and Cabana Bay, with them both being the more budget-friendly hotels on site. Obviously, we have Endless Summer opening in phases this year and next year which is going to be the ultra budget version of the hotel apparently i think you got one of the names of the hotels wrong um what what detective oh what? um wait what oh wait oh so, so what, what, what hotel's called starts with an a amanda yeah aventura Pet detective. Pet detective. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking in my head, I was like, I know that last year me and James were calling it Amanda and Jay's excellent adventure rap, but then I was like, it's not that. It's not that. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, if if nothing else, this conversation has already proved that the name of that hotel is very versatile. It is indeed. Yeah. Very very. So these hotels are extremely similar price wise. But from staying at both of them, I feel like both entirely different vibes and entirely different experience. And I have my personal preference. Luke, I know that you have stayed at Aventura a few nights with me. Did you stay at Cabana Bay with me a few nights too? Or did you just visit? Yeah, I think because you had the volcano view, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so you've been yeah. with, at both of them. So you've had experience at both of them. And Nick, you stayed at... Cabana Bay. Yeah, I, I, just just for the record, just for anyone listening, when Amanda says that her and Luke stayed at the same hotel, like they just stayed in the same building. 
No, in the same we stayed in the same room and watched Shane Dawson documentaries. That's what we do on holiday. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> I take that back. Park. If you want to make up your own <laughs> stories and events of, of of stuff, that's entirely up to you. I was Basically, I was trying to protect you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, the other. Then James I get another bed and Luke makes a little den like at the end and then we all sit in bed and then me and Luke stay awake until like five o'clock in the morning watching Shane Dawson (laughs) documentaries. (laughs) And then get up like, Why are we so tired? Yeah. That's all right. The other story you might want to make up is the Craig Lucas and Nick. Well this this is also why I was kind of trying to bring attention to that fact as well. Um, but essentially yeah, what happened you guys have a whole different experience yeah, yeah, what, so, yeah. what what happened in that hotel room uh, stayed in, in that hotel room oh. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's except for the thing that went one, down the toilet well except for yeah, that that's one reason why I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm this is a big episode for me I need to make my decision between Adventura and Cabana Bay, <gasps> but I definitely don't want the soapbox Lucas sweet. <laughs> yeah, you should give that one a hard now. Like, you, you go past that room and there's like crane scene tape across the door. <laughs> hey, look, we don't want housekeeping, that's all it is. <laughs> okay, so Nick, because you've stayed at one of them, I want to hear your experiences of Cabana Bay first. Okay, well. The problem I have, I, I had with my experience at Cabana Bay is, frankly, I wasn't there long enough. You know, me and Craig were there from um, Friday night until we checked out Monday morning. And because we had so much to pack into that weekend, I didn't really enjoy the hotel to the lengths that I would like to have done. So like, I looked at the Lazy River, and to be honest, I didn't even think about, because I knew it wasn't going to Volcano Bay... I didn't even think about bringing like swimming shorts or anything like that, um, and, and I mean we didn't really have that much time to do the the lazy river, but you know, just kind of around that hotel, I realised just how many things there were to do there. Um, you know, they've got the bowling alley. I did go to the food court um, on the ground floor, which you know was really nice. Um, I liked the fact that they did late night food as well. So I had yeah, like the little pizza bar. 100% a bonus. So yeah. basically, what happens is the dining courts in all of the hotels close at like around 10, 11, sometimes midnight. But when you go to Halloween Horror Nights, you may not be getting in until like 2 o'clock in the morning. So what Cabana Bay does, which is a special thing, is they set out special after Horror Nights food selection. So they'll do like pizzas and cookies and drinks. And... From what I remember, it's the only hotel that does it okay. in that way. Okay. So that was greatly missed this year when I stayed at Aventura. And it wasn't, it was, and we didn't get one because we didn't realise this um, while we was there. So we'd, we'd got something to eat while we was out. But um, I don't remember them being particularly expensive. No, the pizzas are really cheap, like under $10 kind yeah. of cheap. Yeah. And honestly, when your horror night's drunk, they well. are the best things. And then when your horror nights hung over the next morning, even better. Well, another thing about um, Cabana Bay as well is that, you know, obviously it's got a shuttle bus like all the hotels do, but it's actually like quite a decent walk to the parks. And I think we only got the shuttle bus maybe twice in our stay. Like nearly every time we went to the parks or came back, we walked. Because I think it might have taken about 15 minutes tops 
maybe a bit less than that. But it was quite a nice walk, really. Um, the only bad bit is the, the beginning bit where it's not really made for humans. Um, pedestrians, <laughs> that's what they call them. Um, well, but, that's if you're going to oh. do it the naughty way and cross the road. Yes, yes. But, I but mean, there is a footpath bridge. And also, like, because you because you've got a few options, like you say, Amanda, like you know, you can walk um along the little river where you can get the boat mm-hmm. into the parks. Uh you can walk past some of the hotels or you can walk over um the top and that. It, there's a it, it's just nice. It, it's it's quite a nice walk to do. And you know, if you've had like a bit a big breakfast, you know, you can start to burn that off before you even get to the parks. Um, I agree. And I feel like the walk is an upside of both hotels. Mm. I think the Cabana Bay one's slightly longer just because of that road and the way that the... Like, you're not supposed to cross the road. And the signs are over saying, do not cross this road. So there's a footpath mm. bridge, which winds around and just makes it... It adds a few minutes onto your walk, basically. But I've stayed at Cabana Bay, I want to say, like, maybe five or, five or six different... Um, yeah, maybe like four or five different times I stayed at Cabana Bay mm. for different lengths of time, going from a week to three weeks. And I've only ever taken the bus two times. And of course, it's got a Starbucks. Um, it does. Which is an advantage in the mornings. Um, although saying that, I mean, you know, you know that if you don't get a Starbucks there, you can get one at City Walk, so, or even in the parks. So, but it's, it's still good that you've got that in your hotel. Um, I didn't visit the bowling alley, but that looked really cool. But I just liked... I just like the theme of the hotel. Like I thought the rooms were nice. I mean, they're not, you know, they're they're quite basic rooms. I mean, is Cabana Bay a three star resort? Um, I don't know if I've ever seen like the star ratings of the hotels actually. I like I tend not to even look at star ratings. I think it is probably a three, but I it won't don't tend be... to look at them because I think in comparison, because it's an on-site hotel, in comparison to other hotels like outside of the theme box, it would be a three-star hotel. I don't think there's any kind of comparison. No, it it it'll probably be a three-star because it's got a pool. Because I think if it hasn't got a pool, it's a two-star um, by default anyway. Um, but you know, it's got that nice lazy route. It's got a nice swimming area outside. Um, if you get a, a, a room in the right place, you get a view of Volcano Bay. Um, I, I just think it's nice. I think the 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 kind of retro like fifties surf theme is good. I, I just I just thought it was a really nice hotel, and for what it costs in comparison to some of the other on site hotels, I thought like really reasonable as well. Um, for sure, you know, for me. And I know there are advantages of staying at some of the other, um, you know, more regarded or or posher hotels that they've got there. You know, you're a bit nearer, the rooms will be a bit nicer. But for me, when I go to a theme park or anything like that, I just want the room to be clean um, and not not feel like really old-fashioned and dated. And I didn't get that with this at all. I thought the room was a nice size, you know, we were able to have some space um, without feeling like we was on top of each other the whole time. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. I, I was really impressed. It would certainly be um, a hotel I, I'd go back to. A hundred percent. So, a few years ago, when Cabana Bay first opened, so the year that it opened, Ash stayed there first, and I stayed in the Hard Rock, and. I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about Cabana Bay. I, don't, I can't say that it's tacky or I like it. 
and then the next year she stayed there again and I stayed at Sapphire Falls because Sapphire Falls had just opened and mm. I would go over and visit Cabana Bay and I was like no I still really don't know how I'm feeling about this so then the next trip that I was taking I was like okay I know that I'm going to do two trips this year and I want to try and make it as cheap as possible and the price difference between Cabana Bay and Sapphire Falls was ridiculous it was like six or seven hundred pound difference Jeez. which I don't think like I love Sapphire Falls and it is my favorite on-site hotel but I don't think that it needs to be I haven't checked the prices like as of today but at that time it did not need to be that much more expensive so I was like okay if I stay at Cabana Bay then I can definitely do the two trips. So when I checked in and they just built the tower room, so they weren't completely finished yet, but they were like, right, okay, basically, would you mind staying in the tower? And I was like, would I mind? I freaking would love to. <laughs> so they gave us the Volcano Bay view. The Volcano Bay wasn't finished being built yet. And I was like, this is amazing. These towers are fantastic. I love the rooms. I don't think it's tacky anymore. I think it's delightful. I don't think that I would enjoy staying in like the Americana building as much as I enjoy the towers only because when I'm traveling I'm traveling as like two adults so my holiday vibe is slightly different I think if I had kids I wouldn't mind staying in like the Americana building okay. which is like the ones that go around the pool I think I just prefer the towers because it's a little bit quieter and a little bit more out of the way so it feels like it's its own little mini hotel but I that's agree. just my preference. With that like, walk. Yeah, like that walk, because they are very, very far away. They're at the whole other end of the hotel complex, basically. It is a very long walk trying to get like to the lobby or to get out to get to the walkway. But that's the price you pay to have it be a little bit quieter. And I'm happy to pay that price. <laughs> my legs aren't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amanda, I've got some breaking news. All oh, right. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Luke. We can always count on you your sounds. Of course. It was a good sound, to be fair. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, some breaking news is just coming in. I hope. Yes, I think the breaking news has just arrived. The breaking news? What breaking news? Oh, you haven't been abducted by aliens. You are here. No, no, no. I was working in my lair late one night. When my... No, I won't go into <laughs> Please. <laughs> We've been waiting for a second. No. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Good. How was the cruise? Freaking fun. Freaking fun. So we're just doing a comparison because we're waiting for you for the questions, basically. But we are just doing a comparison of Cabana Bay and Aventura. Pet Detective. Which the third film was filmed in Universal Studios Orlando. See, everything comes full circle. All comes together in Universal After Dark. (laughs) I was there the day they were ripping it out and putting in the Halloween Horror Nights house. I think I think Ace Ventura Three was Ace Ventura Junior as well. It was. They they spared nothing. Everything went in the skip. Wow. Sorry, showing the the film didn't follow suit. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, back to my thoughts on Cabana Bay. (laughs) (laughs) I super enjoyed the towers. I think the last time that I stayed, I paid a bit extra so I could have the Volcano Bay view again. 
which I think was like maybe a hundred pound extra. It wasn't, it wasn't a crazy amount. That was for a three week stay. Um, and only so that I could guarantee that I was going to be in the tower because at that time Ash was pregnant and I was like, I don't need any more stress because I'm going on holiday with pregnant lady. So I want to make sure that I'm in the tower and it's quiet and she can just sleep if she needs to sleep. But I think that you can pretty much just request to stay in a tower room and you probably get it without having to pay any extra, as long as you don't have your heart set on a volcano baby. Because I think that, obviously, if they're making people pay for that, you're not going to be able to just request that for free. But I super enjoy Cabana Bay. I adore the Lazy River. I'm not a massive pool person. But I think being able to just chill out in the Lazy River, especially on the weekends when everybody's going to be at the park, I personally like to have my Sundays as a chill day where I'll be in the Lazy River or I'll hang out at Aventura Pool and then have a big Halloween Horror Nights night. And that Lazy River is very relaxing. Luke, you didn't go in the Lazy River, did you? Nope, I've never been in a Cabana Bay pool. I don't think I've been in a Universal pool, actually. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, because you and James went to the park when I went to Aventura Pool. Yep. They left me alone like I was some kind of loser. Yep. I was going to go more left off, but... <laughs> I was just sat at the pool by myself and it was really, really windy. And I was like, yeah. oh, I really want to get in the pool. And I was like trying to pluck up the courage because I get like super anxious if I'm by myself in places. Was Craig there? So I'm like... No. He might have been, I don't know. No, just because it was really windy, that was all. <laughs> yeah. So I plucked, I was plucking up the courage for ages to like take my little kimono off and go and get in the pool. And I was like, you can do this, Amanda. It's fine. <laughs> Nobody's going to look at you. No one cares that you're at the pool. Like everyone's just having fun. Plucked up the courage, went to sit on the edge of the pool and realized that I was at the deep end because Aventura Pool is like a weird semicircle. So the deep, it's like in the middle and then it gets shallow on each end. So I'd like gone to the middle bit realized that like i was stuck and i had to either get in or like have the shame of then getting straight back up and walking around to the other end so i just sat there and it was really windy and it's like a wind tunnel because it's like the bar is underneath like a little ledge bit and then all the wind just comes through the pool so the girls that worked there were like it's always freaking windy here at all times so my hair's blown all over the place i'm trapped in this deep end and i'm like oh my life and Luke and James just having time to life out Universal without me. I, um, um, Brian Sager just text. Can you talk more about what you took off the going? <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I learned. I, I learned a very. I, I just learned something amazing that somebody from Liverpool knows what a kimono is. Yeah, actually, I've just bought a new one. That it's very gothy, and I'm very excited to wear it at the pool this year. They sell them in key times. <laughs> That's where I got it from. Hey, Tams <laughs> With a packet of crisps and a can of coke. Yeah. Craig sorted out for me, hooked me up with a deal. <laughs> got free chips. I was actually in Liverpool today, Amanda, and I met a woman there. To, oh, <laughs> it's really bad. It does sound I was really talking bad. to a woman this, there. This sounds like a hotel kind no of story. Idea. I didn't know. I had no idea what she was saying. Just none. <laughs> I, I mean, got one more than ten. A bit from like me and Craig. 
Oh no, you you are like you know like Radio Four announcer compared to this person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I live back here now, so it's just going to get stronger again. True, true. <laughs> no one will understand the word I say. It'll be is that Amanda? Is it Craig? Who knows? <laughs> So what's the but, what's the rough price difference? Because when I looked at um, Aventura recently, Pet Detective, and uh, Cabana Bay, <laughs> uh, like it's, going up to the the upcoming trip, um, there wasn't much in it. And it's I, funny you should say that. Go on. I can give you an exact price difference. I've actually got it up right Me, now. Okay. What <laughs> Mr. D, have? too much information. So sorry. <laughs> so this is this is for two nights. Uh, 26th and 27th of September. Good dates. Right? And it's three people in a room. And so uh, Aventura and Cabana Bay are the same price, $192. Ooh. And I was looking at Sapphire Falls as well, $256. Okay. So about... Endless summer, $136. Oh, Endless okay, summer is so... cheap. Uh, well... I have to Ooh. say about that in one minute. Okay. But basically, I priced up for similar dates to when when I'd usually travel. So the end of September into the beginning of October. So I priced up two weeks at Aventura and two weeks at Cabana Bay. Cabana Bay was £1,550 for 14 nights. And Aventura was £1,555, so £5 difference. Which works out like like peas a day, doesn't it, really? Yeah, exactly. There's not at all really anything in it. I personally would be happy to pay the extra five pounds to stay out of Injura. (laughs) But then I was curious about Endless Summer. So I know that Dockside doesn't open until 2020. So I checked out Surfside Inn. And that, for the exact same days... 14 nights was 1,763. Interesting. So £200 more. Now, is that because this is, and I, I, I don't know, so, but is this because Endless Summer is geared more towards um, domestic stays and therefore they're expecting people to be there for shorter periods? I don't know. Maybe, like, I, like... I really can't figure out why it would be, if it's cheaper per night, I don't understand why it would be more expensive overall. Because, the th- I mean, the only reason I say that is because when, and I, I know we're going over to a different part now, but when you go to Disneyland Paris, if you look, if you, if you try and book a hotel for like four or five nights, the prices are, you know, pretty similar um, on a per nightly basis. But if you went for like seven seven nights, the price dramatically increases. And the reason why is because the expectation is that people are there for like shorter stays. So if you're trying to go for like a longer period, and there is no reason you'd need a longer period than that anyway, but that's why the, the, the price increases so much because they're actually, in a way, trying to get you to not stay there for that amount of time. That's very interesting. So I've had a little look at these rooms too, and I think these rooms look really cute. They look kind of like a mixture of Sapphire Falls and Aventura. They look nice and big, nice and clean, 
I'm into it. The only thing for me personally that I don't really like is just the distance away. And I know that they will be using the same shuttle buses as Cabana Bay. But like I said before, I've only ever taken that bus like two or three times. So the drive is actually really not that bad because I stayed at that Best Western for my birthday, which was a little past Endless Summer Resort. And Endless Summer was closer. Oh, really? But it was still like a... Did we lose Luke? It was, it was still really important to cut out. <laughs> did, it, did you guys hear? <laughs> we had, it well, was still really... Uh... <laughs> then you just went. Two, no. Oh, it was a two-minute drive-ish. <laughs> but that's okay for you because you drive. Like, when yeah. you're not there, I have to get Ubers. <laughs> no, you could, you could walk it. No. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen Amanda? Have you seen Amanda? Her legs are like like a foot, a foot long. Yeah. Not, she can't walk that the far. Sprint. Like a fifteen minute walk for me is like a five minute walk for you guys. Like I do enough walking at the parks. Like I would one hundred percent stay there. Like if it was dramatically cheaper. And I knew that was going to go twice in a year or something. Then I wanted to make it as cheap as possible. 100% I'd stay there. But while the price, there's not a lot in the pricing, I would just prefer to stay at, for right now anyway, Aventura. But I know that Phil is going to be staying at Endless Summer. So I definitely want to have Phil on after his stay so he can talk to us about the stay and well, tell us about how the travel was and stuff. Yeah, because, I mean, the thing is, like, I... I obviously I've stayed at Cabanas, so I know what the theme is and we talked about the theme kind of being like that retro um you know beach theme in in some ways actually it kind of reminds me a bit of pop over at Disney in the okay. in the in like that that kind of like cuz I know pop kind of goes through the decades but a lot of pop is that kind of 50s 60s kind of vibe to me anyway um, but what's what's the, the kind of theme of Aventura? So Aventura is like a... Look, can I just stop you there, right? According <laughs> to the Snowflake Millennials list of films and music, <laughs> you are not meant to mention or watch Ace Ventura 1. Likewise, you now can no longer listen to anything by Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. So that's just get that out of the way. I, I On that, I was thinking about this earlier today. What I think we should do is we should have like um, a retrospective ban on things. So R. Kelly and Michael Jackson is a little bit different because they're still, you know, very widely played now. And I get the controversy around that. But you're looking at films that were made in a period of time when things unfortunately were different. If somebody did a shot for shot remake of Ace Ventura today, then people have the right to complain. But I have one thing to say to you, Nick, and that's it's just ignorance. It's just ignorance. <laughs> wow. back in the closet. On that note, Aventura. Aventura. From now on, I'm calling it Amanda's excellent Aventura, just to clear up any bad things. Um, so... yeah, that, yeah, that's true. I, man, that's just too long. Uh, okay, uh, let's just call it Aventura. Bad detective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so just walked right into it. Which is I what guess. you do at the lobby, of course, is walk right, oh, right, right into it. Yeah. Yes. So, Aventura is just very simplistic and modern. I would say probably geared towards millennials, just literally clean. You said, you said simplistic and, and modern. Of course that describes millennials. Yeah. 
I, I am a millennial, so I can, I can say that. <laughs> so I, I like the vibe of it because it reminds me of Ikea. <laughs> that is, wow that is true I, you know what I'm really glad I've just thrown a load of money down to stay there I love Ikea do they, do they serve <laughs> Swedish meatballs and vegan hot dogs yeah and the cafeteria is right there as you enter exactly. no Swedish meatballs though mm. no one's yeah. shopping in Ikea once and I spent two weeks so. <laughs> well, the, good, yeah. the good news is is that you can <laughs> you can stay on the beds <laughs> Can't you? If you go to IKEA, like I don't think they can chuck you out if you just get into bed and fall asleep. So I just had a slight interruption. From yeah, Ash. Well, oh, that was I was like, what was that? Did you hear what she said? No. no. <laughs> she said, "Hey, you guys need anything? Some snacks, a condom?" Oh dear! Oh my god! She's wild. Um, Pex of living with Ash, you know. <laughs> so yeah i like aventura's vibe i like that it is just simple it's clean it looks cool there's funky furniture everywhere it's not crazily themed i do like cabana bay's theme now but aventura is definitely more of my vibe and then like i said earlier when i travel it is just me and one other grown-up person so i found personally last year that there was very few kids at Aventura. I understand that I'm going to a theme park and there's going to be a lot of kids at a theme park and I'm not saying I don't want to be around kids. But what I'm saying is when I'm at the hotel, if I can choose to stay somewhere that might be a little bit more geared towards adults, I would personally prefer to stay there. I get that. I yeah. get that, totally. And I feel like that's... Not no disrespect to anybody that travels in families. Obviously, I've been going to Florida for my entire life, so I've been through all different stages of like family travel and single travel and couple travel. And this personally, right now, is my kind of ideal stay. So that's why I personally prefer it. I like the food options. I like that they serve an Impossible Burger and they do like Oriental kind of foods because they're safe for veggies. <laughs> And we know that I'm a picky eater and I struggle to eat at the park. So I like being able to know that I can bank on eating at my hotel when I get home if I haven't been able to eat much at the parks during the day. Mm. I like that the pool's quiet, even though it's windy. And I like the pricing of it and the distance from the park. So usually I would do the walk pretty much every day from Cabana Bay or Aventura or... I would walk to Sapphire Falls and then get the boat from Sapphire Falls. Mm -hmm. And when you're staying at Aventura, you literally just have to walk like along the tiny little path that leads into Sapphire Falls and you're straight onto the boat. So I think distance from the parks wise, you can't go wrong with Aventura. I got a question, Amanda. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was looking at the satellite, uh, the satellite picture mm -hmm. and where, where is the pool for Aventura? Is it an indoor pool? No, so it's un so there's like a lip that goes around the bottom of the hotel. So at the front uh -huh. of it is the lobby bit, and yeah. then if you go around the corner, like if you're if you're looking towards the hotel, if you be going like around the um, right hand side of it, uh, right. the pool's just in it's not a big pool. It's just a very small one. It's small right, pool, gotcha. small hot tub. I think I've like just discovered why I couldn't see the pool. They were still building the Aventura when they took the satellite <laughs> photograph. That's why I can see well, where it must be now. Okay. 
It's just like around the back, so it's right behind the so the restaurants on the lower level behind yeah. the lobby, and then the doors go out to the pool area. It is gotcha. small; it's a small bar, but it's just it's nice for for me and my style of holiday. Yeah, gotcha. So I personally IKEA right chic, now, I think we've yeah. discovered tonight. Yeah. Yes, I do freaking love IKEA, um, but I think like price wise as well, it's perfect. Sapphire Falls will always be my favorite on-site hotel. But I think for the money and because I think that the rooms at Aventura are really nice, I really like that they have wooden floor and not carpet, which is a small detail. But to me, that is like, I'm not super into carpety germs. What's the um, what's the sound like? Well, I... I personally didn't think that it was as loud as Cabana Bay was. I barely ever heard anybody else around. Hmm. And yeah, you'd, you'd probably think that it would be like pretty echoey and stuff with the wooden floor, but I thought it was fine. Didn't notice it. I didn't need to complain about anything. Plus, I was pretty used to, if you stay in the towers of Cabana Bay, all you hear all morning is the drums and the gong from Volcano Bay. You're sleeping like far too late. You're sleeping far <laughs> too late. There was nothing going on at Volcano Bay by the time we left the hotel rooms every day. Well, it was, it's very, very loud when you stay in those towers. So I was used to that. So Aventura is very, very quiet, in my opinion. Luke, what did you think? Did you think it, like, you you and Jay, basically, we'd get up in the mornings, Luke and Jay would go downstairs and get coffee for us mm-hmm. while I got ready. So you guys would, like, be downstairs and, like, experience the hotel a lot earlier than I would be. So what did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. I don't know. It was just, like you said, a modern feeling. Kind of felt like in the mornings, too, everyone's down there. So, you know, it's kind of the, the breakfast rush, which I like. I'm, I'm I guess I'm an morning person because i'm up at the ass crack of dawn every day i am not i am the complete opposite of a morning person <laughs> but yeah you yeah, guys no. would like being around people more than what i would in the mornings yeah did you think really that nice. it was loud mm, not too loud i think it's a it's a big room too so or uh, like it's tall you know what i mean so i don't think the voice is uh good too much i don't know no. You know what I'm talking about. It wasn't loud. <laughs> <laughs> it was. That's it. It was. It's amazing. <laughs> there. Here we go. Now, I also like, I like technology, and I really enjoy the fact that everything in my room could be controlled by an iPad, which again, like that's not something that maybe people would purposely book this hotel for. I don't know. I thought it was really cool that I could like dim the lights and stuff with the iPad, and I could change the TV channels with the iPad, order my room service with it if I wanted it. Towel, like if I needed towels, I'd just press a button on the iPad and someone would bring me a towel up straight away. So I didn't even have to speak to anybody for my entire stay. <laughs> what's the um, what's the policy on early entry? Is it the same, like, same early entry as you get at the other partner hotels? Uh huh. Okay. So you don't get express passes at either Cabana Bay or Aventura. No, but you do get the early entry. And to be honest, like, if you're willing to do the early entry, like, um, me and Craig did uh, the early entry for, uh, we, did, we didn't do it Saturday because we didn't realise, we, we thought we could get in at, uh, after eight, but we could actually get in a bit before that, but um, we took advantage of it on a Sunday and a Monday, and um, 
to be honest, like, especially that time of year, I don't think you really need the express passes. You know, if you're willing to do, hit those big rides early on, like um, Minions, for example, that's always busy. Um, but if you don't mind going on those rides at that time of the morning, like, it's, it's really quick. We did um, Escape from Gringotts, I think, two or three times in one morning because of that that's early good. park entry. So, you know, we didn't really need, we didn't feel that we were missing out by not having the express pass. And when you consider how much more it costs to stay at a hotel that gives you the express pass, you know, you've got to factor in if it's going to be worth your money or not. Exactly. Like, Mm. I've stayed at the hotels before where you do get the express passes and honestly barely use them. That was a few years ago, though, when I, in my opinion, the crowds were a lot lower. Like, right now, I think that the last couple of years I've been kind of having more chill holidays where I maybe don't do the early entry as often as I'd like to, barely at all, honestly, Um, because I like sleep and I'm old now. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, if I get to the park at 10 o'clock, like, it is an awful lot busier than what it was in past years. So you could maybe benefit from Express Fast, but I definitely don't think it's needed. That's maybe just because I'm a little bit spoiled and I don't want to wait 20 minutes. I was going to say, so I think the longest wait we had for an attraction that, that whole weekend was about 25 minutes to get on the Hulk. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't long at all. Like Everything else was, you know, five, ten minutes, pretty much. Mm. Do you think the new Hagrid Ray will be included in the Express Pass this year? I don't think so. No. Hmm. Because Gringotts wasn't at first. No, I don't think Forbidden Journey was originally either. No, so I can't... I think it'll be included in the ones that you pay for, yeah. but I don't think it'll be included in the hotel ones just yet. Right. So to answer... In fact, I forgot the question that Phil asked. <laughs> okay, so he just wanted us to do a comparison of both of the hotels. Oh, okay, and that's which fine. One of our, which one is our favourite? So, Nick, you've said that Commander Bay, so obviously Commander Bay is going to be your favourite out of both of them. It's going to be my favourite until at least September, and then that mm-hmm. might change. Okay, so Luke, after staying at both of them, which one do you prefer? So far, I prefer Aventura. But I also haven't stayed at Cabana Bay long enough to to judge. But Aventura has that pizza. And it also has Bar 17 Bistro, the rooftop yeah, bar. true. And that, for me, is the cherry on top of the hotels. Literally. Literally. So I 100% prefer Aventura. I really do love Cabana Bay and I think it's a fantastic hotel. And I always recommend that people stay there and try it for maybe their first on-site hotel if they haven't stayed on-site before. Or even if they haven't, they just want to try something a little bit different. I think it's a beautiful hotel and the theming is really really cool but i think aventura definitely more my vibe and i would much prefer to stay there especially considering this five pound price difference for a two-week stay <laughs> yeah now <laughs> the pools neither of you have stayed at either of these hotels have you no yet um yet. so mr d out of the two and obviously you can only base it on what you've heard tonight but um, which of those would you think you would choose? Well, you guys have done such a good selling job that I'm thinking of staying in Sapphire Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame you, it is the best one. <laughs> I don't know, I'm sort of torn between... 
I, I did like the idea because we've never been to Volcano Bay, so I did like the idea of the Volcano Bay room. We're only staying two nights, um, but Sapphire Falls Resort does look good, and I did like the idea of taking the boat into Universal. So I don't know. I'm kind of torn. You can technically take that from. you take technically take the boat from Cabana Bay. Lots yeah. from staying at Cabana Bay. You, you've still got to go to the same uh, point to get on the boat. So do you just cross the road then? It looks like you just cross the road from. Is it easy to get across that road from? We never. That's how you get yourself no. killed. We never cross that road. We never. We you should sure not cross the road. If you want to cross the road, I'm not actually, going to stop you actually, the road. actually, actually, <laughs> we, for didn't, real. we didn't cross the road. We went. Um, we went for a car park. And yeah, we went over the bridge. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah, what right. Craig did. Yeah. But it doesn't. Yeah, it's just a couple of minutes onto your journey. Honestly, like it's not. It's not a crazy amount of difference. Yeah. Like, I used to cross the road all the time, but it is super, super dangerous, and they really don't want you to be doing it. So, for the podcast, it's... I'm going to say, don't cross the road, cross the bridge. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't look that night. busy, but it's busy. Is it between it between is... Cabana Bay and Sapphire Falls? It's, yeah. it's busy. Yeah. It is busy, and it's like okay. it's just a dangerous road too. Right. Because it's like one big bit in the middle where people can turn out of Cabana Bay and turn out of Sapphire Falls. Yeah. I mean, at Sapphire Falls and Aventura, so it's, like, congested in that bit, and then traffic coming, obviously, from both sides anyway. Like, right. it's just, it's not a good road we, to be crossing. We did and see, see the, we did see a car true. crash, actually. We didn't see it happen, but we saw the aftermath with the police around and the traffic being stopped. So, yeah, it's well, probably not very it. good. Yeah. yeah. I've had to, like, hit the brakes because some family is just too stupid to not walk around. They cross the road at night. This is when it's happened for me, yeah. where they're just crossing it, and I don't see them because it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'd it's recommend taking a little walkway, and it's it's a nice little walkway anyway. It's literally it just drains straight onto the Sapphire Falls path anyway. I would yeah, I would was... personally say, Mister D, like yeah. if you're because it's two nights, yeah. I think Aventura is probably better because you don't. The features that you get at Cabana Bay, you're not going to have time to really explore. So you can't. You're not going to spend time at a bowling alley. You're not going to be able to do the Lazy River. Um, so you're probably, you know, just for the the hotel and where it's going to be and everything like that. Aventura is probably the better choice. So have you met my wife? She's <laughs> like, she's like, we aren't sleeping. We're doing everything. Right. <laughs> well, no, I haven't. No, but hopefully, I will in September. So no, you did. You met her at most meets actually, but. That, that, is, was a long time ago. that was that is very true actually. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the but glory yeah. Days. I, yeah. Glory okay. Days. So, P Dabs, from what you've heard, which sounds like the better hotel to you? Honestly, I know we're staying in Aventura in September, um, but I would pick Cabana. I just I prefer the theme. I have to be honest. I just I just like the look of it. I always have done ever since it opened. So I would go with Cabana. We could do what um, we could do what they do in Vegas. We could just go and wander around the hotel anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Chris. I know that you're partial to a bit of hard rock. I, you're all wrong. I only ever stay at the hard rock <laughs> because once you've walked around those damn parks for hours and hours and hours, or like me, all frigging night long chasing after this one. 
who's chasing every <laughs> Bud Light cart in the park. You want to crash at the closest bedroom possible. So you need hard rock. I, I don't disagree. I freaking love hard rock, but I just hard rock does not like my credit card. Mm. And my credit card does not like hard rock either. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I do think the quality of the rooms has gone down over the years. Yeah, from what you said, like I haven't stayed there since 2015, mm-hmm. but from what you've said to me, like over the last couple of years, like it sounds like that. Yeah, it's definitely the rock star service in inverted commas has definitely diminished over time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you might see some celebrities there, so you win some, you lose some. Mm. Wait, Lee Malaby. Maybe <laughs> she Maybe. said celebrity. Oh no! He, like if you if you charge or something, yeah. Um, On that note, yeah. Chris, you put out some um, for some questions on yep. Twitter. Yeah. So you want me to start them off, or you got them, or I would love it if you would start them off. Okay, this one's from Brian from Upstate New York. Amanda, what is your cup? No, no, we're not asking that one. Don't <laughs> um... like you because I don't have any. <laughs> Um, from the haunters podcast they write i've never been on shrek 4d oh god almighty um i have no did you even read those chris (laughs) no he just he's winging it it could say anything (laughs) should i reconsider this on the next trip no typical feeling and what would be a better replacement of this ride well i think Um, the answer is anything isn't it but well, well, here's it's my, not terrible, is it? I was say, this is the thing, right? This is what I don't get. Like, if you only went on attractions or rides that you you thought you'd like, or you was a fan of the the franchise or something, there's probably lots of attractions you would never try. You know, I'm not really a fan of the the Transformers films, other than um, the first one and Bumblebee. They're, that was pretty good, but the films themselves, a the series, I don't really care about. So, by that logic, I wouldn't go on the Transformers attraction. Now, granted, it is just a poor man Spider-Man, which you can go on next door. But, um, you know, some people love that ride and some people think it's better. And, I mean, who here, other than Amanda, um, loves Jimmy Fallon? If Craig was here, Craig would say it's his favourite ride. Oh, no, I know. But the thing is... But the thing is, Craig... Um, wasn't really familiar with Jimmy Fallon, and to be honest, I still don't think he is now. So there is no, there would be no reason for Craig to go on that attraction because there is no interest in what the ride is there for. So I think you should always go and try an attraction, even if you don't think you're going to enjoy it. Because what's it going to take you? Ten, fifteen minutes worth of queuing, probably less on Shrek 4D, um, to go on something that lasts you about ten, fifteen minutes. You've wasted half an hour out of your day. You will never have to go on it again if you don't like it. But the thing is, if you like if you like Shrek the movie, um, why wouldn't you go on it? It's 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 pretty good. And it's based... and I think pre-show is really clever. The pre-show is very good. That's that is a good point actually. I forgot about that. And it's based on it's kind of set between Shrek and Shrek Two, mm. which is where the franchise peaked anyway. So it's yeah. I think as long as you've got some level of enjoyment from one of the Shrek films, then definitely worth it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not super into Shrek films. I've seen them. I watched them a lot when I was younger because James was obsessed with them. But I, like you said, Nick, I believe that you should try 
any attraction that you're not scared of. Like, I don't, I feel like if you're deathly afraid of roller coasters, no one should force you to go on a roller coaster because it's something that they like. But I think with things like Shrek, which is just a 4D attraction, I feel like you should always try them at least once. You might really love it. And also, let's be honest, it's going soon. We don't know when, but it's going soon. I've, I've not been on it since 2007. I've just had no um, interest to really go back on it. But I will probably go on it this coming trip because I don't know if it'll be there the next time I come. Are they rebooting sh- Shrek? They are rebooting Shrek, yeah. Um, Illumination. Oh, Illumination are, are doing it, yeah. yeah. You should also go on it because it's really haunted. That is also true. I see dead people. <laughs> I feel I like you should still, anybody that maybe wasn't listening for the last two years, Chris, I feel like you should talk to us about the ghosts. Well, apparently the ghost of Alfred Hitchcock haunts that attraction building. Yeah, I mean, so is... why wouldn't you want to go on it? Exactly. We, I, I put this out on social media recently for people that work there, and they all believe wholeheartedly that Hitchcock, for some unknown reason feels like he wants to haunt that old building. And for those that don't know, obviously, this building used to have the Alfred Hitchcock attraction in it. Um, and they apparently the, the shutdown procedure for ops every night is to say goodnight to Mr. Hitchcock to make sure he doesn't bugger up the attraction overnight. Wow. There we go. Apparently that's a thing. Right, the next question comes from Tim Drury, who asks, do you see the classic monsters coming to the new gate to the Universal Building? Yes. Well, I hope they do, and I'm told yeah. that they are, and there's well, a lot of plans for it. But the only thing that worries me is now Bloomhouse has got their hands on the franchise. Well, from rumours and from leaked things, all the signs pointing to yes for a classic Monsters Land, and honestly, I'm living for it. Like, <laughs> this is like my dream. Like, literally, all of the, basically all of the lands that are, well, the majority of the lands that are rumoured for the new park, like Classic Monsters, Hello Kitty, Scooby-Doo, Fantastic Beasts, not massive on. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo, I'm not massive on either, but I think I'll still super appreciate the attractions that are in there, but this sounds like it's going to be my dream park, honestly. I would be very, very concerned if the classic monsters were coming to the gate. Concerned? Be- well, yeah, because then that means that they're real and they're going to kill you. Ooh. Well, the thing right. is, as well, is in order to up the game from the new Star Wars land, which is like, the you know, upping itself again from Harry Potter, Universal have got to go even higher with, say, classic monsters. So you've got to be actually in a horror film mm-hmm. I and don't from know. leaked like, images like of dracula's castle like as mm. concept art like oh my god yes like this sounds ridiculously good the thing was though but back at hollywood you've obviously got the you used to have the um the classic monsters in that year-round haunt um that wasn't massively popular that attraction mm. I think well. I think the fact that Blumhouse is now doing something with that catalogue of characters can only be a good thing. Agreed. Because as we said before, when we talked about uh, things like Twilight Zone, these things have a certain relevance in pop culture. 
and you know i can't remember the last time any of those universal monster films were like on tv for example so there's a whole generation of people that will only know about it if somebody has has kind of passed that down to them the thing is though you're absolutely correct and i agree with you the problem is from a standpoint that you're designing a theme park that you've got to start building very soon, it's a complete pain in the ass because you don't know what to build. Because mm. Bloomhouse, they might go and set the Invisible Man in the 1920s. They might set it in the 2050s. We, we don't know, do we? We have no idea what they're going to do with it. So do you design a land exactly based on the classic monsters and, and those movies that were all black, in black and white back in the 30s and 40s? Or... Do you then wait and then do what Bloomhouse is going to do, which may or may not be a flop? It could There's be. No... Sorry, Mr. D. That's all right. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, you know, if you look at the lands that have been invested already, Harry Potter and Star Wars, I mean, they, they, there's no way they're going to invest in a whole land unless it's an absolute banker, right? Proven. There's no way they're going to do classic monsters because it's just... I love the classic monsters, but it's too much in the past. He said bankers, by the way. Bankers, yeah. <laughs> Did he? Did bankers. Um, <laughs> the only, the only too soon. The only thing uh, about that because you're spot on, Chris, with what you're saying about what um, Blumhouse might do with with the Universal Monster franchise is if I was Universal and I'd made a deal with them to kind of you know, reboot this this series and, and everything like that, I would be working hand in hand with them and almost dictating what you want to see. Blumhouse have got to make their films, but... Yeah, but they did that with the aborted Dark Universe. They were telling them what they wanted and then Tom Cruise came in and went, I want to turn it into Mission Impossible 12 or whatever. But look, at, look how Blumhouse do stuff. Like, Blumhouse really is, you know, pretty much an, an independent, a proper independent film studio. And they kind of do what they like want to do, and these films. I mean, you know, they've obviously not talked about any kind of budgets because it's far too early for that. But Blumhouse are not in the in the world of making a hundred million dollar blockbuster franchises. They're in the market of making fairly low budget to medium budget films. So the reason why the Dark Universe flopped is because, like, in my opinion, is because. That mummy film had to make back stupid money at the box office, and didn't it crashed and burned? If, if the mummy, if they, if they did the, if they like redid the mummy at Blumhouse, and it did the same opening weekend that this dark universe version mm. had done, that would be a success. But what what you're talking about there is is the cost of the production against the profit it makes, which is absolutely correct, and that's how they are successful, like you said. But from a theme park point of view, Halloween, for example, was incredibly popular for its genre. Mm. But that wouldn't necessarily translate very well into a theme park land. And the Universal Monster... I mean, if you take the Disney model, for example, they're now talking about putting in um, films into the parks that have reached a certain financial threshold of profitability, aren't they? Mm. If it doesn't make a hundred million at the box office, it won't get a land or whatever the the phrase is. So, how can you justify putting the Universal monsters in when these films are all from a very long time ago, and you've yeah. got to build an immersive environment 
which is not this type of 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 uh, model is obviously scary it's horror or you can go down the <laughs> camp route and have i don't know you can have um me carry on screaming no no not carry on screaming what was the double act you know abbott and costello do you go down that route you know or do you dig up the uh, musical version that they had at hollywood even though it so, goes against what i was saying if you look at the amount of like universal monster merchandise that you can buy in places like Hot Topic, there is still obviously a, a massive market for mm-hmm. it. I think the yeah. the iconography, uh, you know, still now it has you know, it's never really gone away in being kind of trendy. You might not know the films, and I I don't think I've ever seen a Universal monster film, not all the way through. What? I think I yeah, but the reason why Amanda is because I've never bought them. Like that's what that's what I was saying earlier. You can like, borrow films... some of my copies. Oh, thank you very much. I'm sure you've got many copies. <laughs> yeah. But um, but but the point is, like, you know, they're not shown on on TV very often, so you don't have the opportunity to kind of just stumble into them. But if somebody said to me, "What does Boris Karloff's Frankenstein look like?" or "What does the Bride of Frankenstein look like?" I could describe them. Yeah. But not. Nothing that's been put in is based on something maybe being successful recently. Well, this is the no. thing. either as in Disney or in Universal. Yeah, everything it's, has already been massively successful. It, yeah. it's got to top Star Wars Land, whatever they do. That's the problem they've got. They've got to find a product that will top that. So you're talking about something like Fantastic Beast, or I don't know what, but something that's already an absolute guaranteed. Box well, this office is, success. This is their problem. What what have they got to pick from that could guarantee to top Star Wars Land? They well, if you've got things like Fantastic Beasts, like that's going to draw in enough fans anyway. The Nintendo Land's going to draw in an awful lot of fans. Hello Kitty being rumored. Like I don't know if that's like you know even like a real thing, but that's just something that's like been oh, no, floating Hello around Kitty, a little bit. Hello Kitty is a real thing. I've seen like cuddy toys <laughs> and t-shirts i am obsessed with hello kitty and everything sanrio and like that's why this is like my dream park like, even just those two lands being there would be like ridiculously amazing for me personally and i feel like even if you're not super big fans of classic monsters or hello kitty you've got fantastic beasts and nintendo to draw in the big crowds mm. yeah i think Plus, i think only nintendo could possibly top star wars Maybe, but then yeah. in the classic Monsters Land, there's a rumored creature from the Black Lagoon boat ride, and I am all oh, about that. Oh, <laughs> like that would be, awesome. be yes. amazing. Bring back Jaws. It could be like Jaws, but, back, but <laughs> creature from the Black Lagoon, like ridiculously, ridiculously good. They've got nothing that's gonna compete with Star Wars. No, they have. That's it. Mm. Well, yeah, I'm not a Star Wars nothing. fan, but I am a classic Monsters fan. Yeah, but in terms, I think what Mr. D's getting at definitely is in terms of like box office attraction. And they yeah. haven't. The only yeah. thing that touches, and even then, it, it barely grazes Star Wars, is Jurassic and Fast and Furious. And they've already balls up mm. Fast and Furious. <laughs> and you know Jurassic, they've they've been fairly successful with, but how many times? Just like the films, how many times you dip that it dip into that well? There's only so many rides you can build around Jurassic Park. 
They need to get people to the new park. People will come to the new park. If they build it, they will come. Field of Dreams. Right. Field of Dreams. Field of yeah. Dreams attraction. But, you know, they need they need to have something that's good enough. So probably Nintendo, Fantastic Beasts, that's good enough to get people to come. But people will go to Star Wars Land as well. Yeah. Right? They aren't just going to exclusively come to the third gate in Universal. And then if they have enough you know, space to then add a land later on if they have a if they have a runaway success with classic monsters or something else, then great. But they need some opening day attractions and the opening day attractions aren't gonna be they aren't gonna take any chances on those. Those are gonna be things that are already absolutely guaranteed box office successes. Think, thinking about um, the, the, you know, the guaranteed success of, by the sounds of it of this Star Wars land, how long before we start hearing murmurs that in world they're going to start planning a second Star Wars land? <sighs> I'm a, not about that way. It's a good, yeah, it's they're a just. I don't think they. I don't think they need to even worry about that for years to come. Yeah, but and that's then, Disney's fault. You see, they do leave yeah. big gaps, and then they have problems. Yeah, mm. yeah. But you know, they they wouldn't build a second Star Wars land, would they? They just extend the one they've got. They take out that Toy Story land shit and just put another attraction <laughs> in there. Yeah, but right. what about if they was to throw it into Animal Kingdom, which is probably having a bit of a lull since Avatar opened? Hmm. Anyway, that's for the I Disney podcast. I think they build another, another park. I think they just extend the one to come. Look, you all know they're going to build Endor at Blizzard Beach or something. I don't know. <laughs> fingers, fingers crossed. You can tell I'm a big Star Wars fan, can't you? Um, when do you think... This is from uh, this is from Tim Drury as well. When do you all think that the Jurassic Park coaster will be opening? At Universal building it, so probably about six months after it was announced. <laughs> <laughs> they're the complete opposite of Disney aren't they let's be honest yeah. like Disney will you know when did Disney announce Guardians two years ago at least when's it opening sometime between 20 before 2030 I mean that Jurassic Park coaster I reckon will be open by next summer mm. yeah, yeah I, I think agree. 2020 I agree and they'll probably do it I mean when, when's um have they announced when the Tron coaster is supposed to be opening? Uh, 50th. 50th. Oh, so 2021. So, yeah. Uh, I thought they might try and rush it out to. Uh... They might. Well, no, it will definitely time. it will definitely be open before the Tron coaster is open. In that case, yeah, it'll be Aren't late. Having... It'll be late fall 2021. Mm. Are they having problems with the ground over there? At, at the world. At the world, yeah. The, the... Normally. That's mm. what happens if you buy Swamp Land. The huge. Yeah. The huge. Just, just, just do what they do over here, just concrete it in. Well, that's the problem. They can't find the bottom of where the concrete's got to stop. Yeah, the concrete just, just, <laughs> just keeps going and going. Um, this one going comes down. in from Stoma Steve. Do you ever think that Universal will go down the Disney route and start Halloween Horror Nights as early as August? They're almost there, aren't they? I mean, or could they do Epcot? Just have Halloween all night, so to all year long. <laughs> I, I, I love that. <laughs> I honestly, and I, and I think we we kind of touched this on a few episodes ago, but it would not shock me if when they're building this third gate, if they plan on moving Halloween Horror Nights there permanently, because 
they will build the they'll build that park with that in mind because i mean let's be honest and and chris you're obviously the expert on this so why i'm saying this kind of you know because you should be but you know halloween horror nights is something that's been shoehorned into a park and has become this this massive event but if you are planning to build a new gate and you are you know forward thinking about you know that being dedicated to halloween horror nights you can make that park perfectly designed for that and could probably do it all year round if you wanted to. Mm. That's a very good point. But do you, but do you think po- they would do? Well, you know, there are rumours that suggest that they are looking to make this new park um, more adaptable to Halloween Horror Nights. Um, but again, it's only hearsay and rumour. Um, there's, nothing, there's nothing concrete, but the way in which this new park is being set up, I think has changed from the design stage quite a bit. Um, Because I believe originally, did I not read somewhere originally, they were going to get everyone to park at the current parking lot and then try and bus and monorail and everything else. People stick a hyperloop in. Well, Skyliner, you know, or Skyliner. Yeah. I mean, it, that in itself sounds like a logistical nightmare but if they're going where it's more self-contained with its own kind of city walk as well as its own parking facilities which is what they i believe they're doing now then it would probably be more um designed around having a, a seasonal event that runs slightly longer like halloween horror nights but you know it's it's completely untried and tested until they do it because like for example Islands of Adventure, they thought that would be the ideal place to do Halloween Horror Nights, and in the end, it didn't really work out. So, oh yeah, that's because of Toon Lagoon. Yeah, I know that's not that's probably not the reason, but let's just always blame Toon Lagoon for everything. <laughs> Toon Lagoon for until they get rid of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if you're going to pay all that money for all these new attractions, you know, people are going to that's going to be a busy part, of and people are going to come and see the new attractions. So I can understand maybe them building it with an with Halloween Horror Nights in mind for later, mm-hmm. years mm. to come. But initially, aren't you going to want to milk the new attractions and then and then maybe you don't invest so much in the studios? Well, that's because, the good point. You know, point. you can you know, supplement it, it with Halloween Horror Nights. Halloween Horror Nights was invented because Universal Studios Orlando was doing so terribly. Mm. So, yeah. you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're building a park, you know your attractions are going to be naff, then maybe you do build... Halloween Horror Nights from day one into that park. And let's be honest. Yeah, I think if I they think are... you don't, I think you milk the new attractions and then you keep Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios, but maybe you design the new park such that in years to come, when the initial mm. popularity is gone, then maybe you can move it there. I, I think they're already in danger anyway. If the rumours are true that Fantastic Beasts is going over there, and not because I'm, I'm, I'm getting the kick out of saying it, but that franchise so far is not it's not a potter size success and that looks to be their main anchor i know like nintendo land will be their their other big anchor but if one of your big anchors isn't as big as you're expecting it to be that's that's not particularly good news yeah also as well i think there will come a time eventually when they spend a lot of money on the studios park once this other park's up and running so if the studios park, studios park becomes a giant construction site, maybe you do want to move Halloween Horror Nights somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. The reason why the um, 
the kids zone area doesn't get done every year is pretty much because how do you do anything with that area uh, with Halloween Horror Nights running? Yeah. You know, it makes it near impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, a squat of Disney writes, um, if you could do a versus Halloween Horror Nights house, what characters would you have battle each other? Oh, that's an interesting question. Go on, Amanda. Okay, so I have one that I think would just be funny for me. And mine is, like, my favourite horror film ever is The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Not a lot of people have seen it, but it was, like, one of the original slashes that was, like, before Halloween and stuff like that. And the killer in that is a phantom killer, and he wears, like, a sack over his head, and it's based off of a true story um, in a place called Texarkana. And so I would like to see the Phantom Killer against Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th Part 2, who also wears a sack on his head before he gets the hockey mask. Because Mm. I feel like that would be so confusing and so funny. (laughs) Because you wouldn't know who was who. If I could do a versus house, I would do the People versus OJ Simpson. (laughs) Is that too soon? That's another one we probably can't talk about, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know the rules anymore. I'd do E.T. versus Barney. Oh, wow. <laughs> there'd, be feet, there'd be feet getting chopped. Left, right, centre. Oh, you know what I would really love, though? And I think this would scare a lot of people. An ultimate, like, clown mashup versus house where you could have, like, Jack the Clown against Pennywise, against Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Against Krusty. Krusty, like, all of the clowns. <laughs> just, just the burger. <gasps> and, um, yeah, Ronald. Twisty the Clown. And they could have Ronald McDonald, as, as Mr. <laughs> Day just said. Um, and, and as you go in, as you, like, your ways to kind of go in the house, they could play Send in the Clowns. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I think that would be like a very scary house for an awful lot of people, but I think it would be an extremely fun house. I've just yeah, I've like... just had a thought, actually, just going back to the first question we got asked about should somebody go and see Shrek four D? Um and how I said you should always try an attraction once. And just going on something that Mr. D said earlier, um, if they did ever build anything to do with Field of Dreams, I would not go and see it. So it's just universal. Not 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 having that. What about Waterworld? Until they've already done that. <laughs> hey, look! If they wanted to bring that Waterworld stunt show over from from Hollywood, I'd be all for it. Even though the film is what it is. Chris, I'm interested to hear who you'd pit against each other. I I would have a Tim Curry house. So it's literally uh, Pennywise oh, versus yeah Pennywise. <laughs> versus uh, Frankenfurter versus the butler from Clue. Um, well, yeah, Thornbury. Island. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the uh, the hotel uh, manager from Home Alone 2 lost in New York. Yes. Yeah. That's a good villain. Jafar from Aladdin. Oh, no, that wasn't actually him. It was just based on him. Uh, Mr. D, what about you? Uh, Mr. D, P-Dabs. Uh what about the T-Rex versus the uh, the dinosaur out of the new ones? Oh, you, oh Jesus wow. Christ. Trust you to come up with one that's actually good. <laughs> <laughs> and mine was good. Nah, his was better. <laughs> Sorry, Amanda. Like, I mean, oh. like now now all I want to see is two dinosaurs in a house. 
Luke, what would you have? Uh, I recently just saw Venom, and if they were ever able to get the rights, a Venom vs. Carnage house. They've oh had my Carnage there God, yeah. Maximum Carnage. Hang on, yeah, what, the, the... What, the, what did they have Carnage there for? Um, it was when it was at Islands of Adventure. Uh, I think that'd be cool. Venom is my favourite. Not not the film. I mean, that is... It's not awful, but it's it's something. Um, But I've always loved that design of Venom. And Carnage is pretty cool as well, but Venom, you know, it's all in black. It's cool. Yeah. Can I just say, the... You know the... um... Toby, is it Toby Maguire? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, the Spider Man. His Spider Man films have been on Sky recently, and they actually really hold up. They're my favorite Spider Man films. Mm. No, Spider Man, Spider Man One is pretty good, and Spider Man Two is obviously great. Uh, Spider Man Three is just an absolute joke. Eyeliner Spider-Man will always be my favourite kind of Spider-Man. <laughs> I, I love... Not bad, I'll be honest with you. I love the fact that they, they even reference that in Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, I know. oh really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For those little yeah. dance. Yeah. Amazing. That's my favourite thing. Um, the upside down kiss. Yep. Oh. It just well, reminds me of the OC when they did it on the OC. Oh, I remember that was a good show. Like I still season. watch the OC. I go through periods of watching the OC in One Tree Hill and pretending that I'm 17. Do that Dawson's Creek. <laughs> All the old ones. Uh, Joe writes, do you think Galaxy's Edge opening will have a negative effect at, on the crowds at Universal Park? No. Really? No. Wait, negative as if the crowds are lower or negative as if the crowds are bigger? Lower. Do you think that it will draw more crowds to Disney? Uh, I think no. it'll bring more people to Orlando. Yeah, I think that more people will be in like both parks, honestly. What happened when Potter opened? What happened to Disney attendance when Potter opened? It did drop. Does it? Yeah, see, they, they lie about their figures, but you did you did see it noticeably drop. Hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely it definitely dropped. It definitely drops. We was there um, the September after it opened, and it the felt is, quieter though, than it had done the previous time. I think that because there's so much good stuff going on all around Orlando and all of the parks in Orlando, like this year, next year, even the next couple of years, I think the next couple of years across all the parks are just going to be busy anyway. Like, we've got Sesame Street opening at SeaWorld. You've got Hagrid's Coaster opening at Universal. Star Wars at Disney, then Newgate at Universal. It's all gone for years. So I think that we're going to have very busy times. Yeah, I think you're right. My buddy James Rowland writes, is Gremlins a possibility for HHN 29? Oh, please. Um... Science <laughs> point. If I had a Magic 8 Ball, it'd say Science Point to yes. Well, signs probably point to no. <laughs> <laughs> Wishful thinking, signs point to yes. <laughs> it's a it's a Warner Brothers franchise, isn't it? So the magic is, eight yeah. ball, maybe it lies, maybe it doesn't, and you just have to trust it. I, I mean, what is going on with these IPs at the moment? Well, I think I think Universal's really in danger with, especially with Halloween Horror Nights, of what they're going to have to fill their events with. Now, the one thing that 
you know, we all clearly know is that some of the best houses you get at Halloween Horror Nights are their original houses. But at the same time, those IPs are the, the anchors that bring people in. But and the, they're running out of them. The thing is, not only are they running out of them, Top Down has said, not just on Halloween Horror Nights, just in general, um, we want to limit the amount of IPs we're using that are outside of the company because we're using too many of them. I mean, that is why they've just rethemed that bakery for reasons completely unknown <laughs> into some breakfast show that nobody bothers to watch. Outside of the US. Um, yeah. Look, we've said this before, and we said it about the third gate. Universal just doesn't have the franchises. I mean, even... Um, I, actually, they the 76 King Kong was Universal, wasn't it? Um, I think it was, yeah. But when you go back to like when it first opened, you had Jaws and you had Kong, and then you had things like the Star Trek experience and... Uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Beetlejuice was there for like an awful long time. Mm. You know, Universal's never been one to pack its park out with lots of its own things because they basically don't have that many things. I mean, they had the Blues Brothers, um, and they still had the Blues Brothers. But, you know, what could they do with that other than what they had? You couldn't who make owns, a Blues Brother attraction, could you? Who owns Beetlejuice? Warner. Oh, that's Warner. Mm. I'm almost certain it's Warner. Mm. Ghostbusters is like Columbia, isn't yeah, it? So, Sony Sony now. But yeah, Columbia. Um... Star Trek was paramount, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. But, you know, whenever you see these, like, I mean, Paramount had theme parks, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were like rebranded Six Flags or whatever, but even those parts didn't have just Paramount licenses because that's where Disney have, have got the monopolies. They've got all these kind of IPs. Well, speaking of Disney and IPs, we had confirmation from John Murdy last week that American Horror Story definitely won't be back because of mm. Disney buying the rights. Now, that's interesting because whether, I want to know whether that's a decision because Disney's merging with, well, Fox is merging into Disney and then and they're reshuffling the departments and they're effectively going to get rid of some of the departments that double up. So uh, is that a decision because they don't want to make a decision that will affect the business going forward or is that a decision that we're Disney and we don't want to give nothing to Universal I I, I, I wonder I do wonder because on the one hand you think um, they're not going to use the, the IP so why not just charge Universal because that, mm. the thing is th- th- it wasn't really clear on, what, on why that was, could it be that they've inquired and the asking price has gone up or could it just be they don't want to give it away or anything? Um, I don't know. Um, well, the rumour was, not so much for Disney, but the rumour was that the Bill and Ted fee went really sky high. Yeah. Um, on the last time it was tendered. Yeah. So if that rumour's true, then Universe like, ah, we're not paying that. That's why that show went away. Um, but as you say, Disney loves money. So would it not be in their advantage to sell Universal the rights to like Alien because they're never going to use that, are they? Alien, they've had that and that failed. So, you know, 
why not sell them the rights to use Alien and build the Nostromo and you know have a massive house based on that, for example? I I really think, um, and again, not not necessarily based on anything, but um, it could be another situation like we saw with um, Disney and was it NBC at the time? I can't remember, but there was that deal done where they they traded the announcer from ABC mm. and in return got Oswald. That's right. Now, what have Universal got that Disney really want? Uh, Marvel rights? Yeah. So, and, and also, they've got The Simpsons that will become part of Disney after all that happens. Oh, God, so, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, in a way, like that, maybe that's what they're, they're banking on. See, that, that was the other thing. They can do a, a, a kind of move like that. Well, that was the other thing, you see, because there were plans drawn up when Mario moved to the new park to put a second phase in kid zone of Springfield. Well, surely that's going to all have to be put in the bin now. Hmm. You know, because will Disney want to license to universal? I mean, a, they'll make money out of it, but do they want to give their competitor, um, advantages that they could have used or to try and mess them up, try and, under, undermine them you know i don't you know what's the business plan what's you know what they're going to do what about if one of the things that disney are already planning behind the scenes once this whole fox thing goes through is an adult horror event at hollywood studios mm. oh. i mean i think studios <laughs> is going to be mobbed with star wars fans yeah, but I they, mean, they've got to look at what you know the money it brings into Universal and wants a bit of that pie. Well, they did. Te- they did try this, didn't they? They had the Night of Villains or something, didn't they? Yes, I can't remember what it was called, but they did do some kind of villain night as a as a tester, um, and it was really popular. So I don't know why they didn't take that forward. I would want like this is on a Disney podcast, and I'll talk about this more on the Disney one, but I would love to have the opportunity to meet villains during mm. the day. Yeah. I mean, if, if they do another gate, I think that should be based around the villains. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So do we have any more questions? Um, James Rowland's question was like a 12 parter. Oh, right. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard any rumblings of what the overlay will be this year? No, we haven't. Do you think they have exclusive merchandise this year? Probably. Um, what is the best? What, here we are. What is the best time to book a hotel if you are planning to go to Halloween Horror Nights? Should you book early and get a seasonal rate, or when it is late and then run the risk of possibly selling out? Mm-hmm. The obvious answer is right after you listen to this episode <laughs> of Universal yes. After Dark. Because you will well, be well informed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Basically, when I was doing my little searches then for the hotels, is I always book my... like James. Where's James from? He, I think he's from... Uh, I think he's from... Uh, I, th- I don't think he's local, but I think he does live in Florida. Right, okay. So... Personally, I book my holidays around Christmassy, January time in the sales, and I book a package for a flight and hotel. Um, but when I break the prices down, like just looking at the cost of those hotels, then like I got a much cheaper deal 
up in it when I did. So, and also the Endless Summer Resort is sold out on those dates. So I had to look at different dates for Endless Summer. And we're only in March. So I personally would book, like, around Christmas time. But then if you're in Florida and you're going to get, like, annual pass holder rates, I know that you can't, if you have an annual pass, you can only book those from a certain date. I think it's maybe, like, three or four months ahead. So then we'd run the risk of it being sold out. Yeah. It's a tricky one, isn't it, really? I (laughs) think that, you know, I'd always say, like, you know, you can often get some great deals last minute, but I think if you were planning to come to Universal between the 26th and the 30th of September, you might want to book that sooner rather than later. <laughs> I hear there's an event going on that's uh, that's free to fans to come to. Accurate. And his final question is, do you think that Orlando will be having a classic Monsters house based on the success of the one they had in Hollywood last year. I freaking hope so. <laughs> it's got to be guaranteed, isn't it? Honestly, like, give me Classic Monsters all day, every day. Bring back the Beetlejuice show, put more stuff in Classic Monsters Cafe, build a whole land, give me a permanent year-round Classic Monsters attraction, and down for everything Classic Monsters. It's also interesting that in that house, the best character, in my opinion, was the Invisible Man. And that's exactly the film that Bloomhouse have chosen to be the first one of their first classic monster movies. Exactly. And I think that Lee Wanell is going to do an amazing job. So freaking excited about it. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like, yes, for a classic monster's house, I feel like there's an awful lot of merchandise out everywhere. They've just done the whole big mural at Hollywood. I think it's going to be a good year for the classic monsters, honestly. Um, I've got some more questions from Brian Sager, but we can skip those if you like. Please. Okay. Uh, and then we're all done on the questions. <laughs> okay. Is there anything that anyone else wanted to talk about real quick? No? We good? I do. Okay. I mean, we do need to. I think we can't talk about it now, but we do need to tease a little bit that plans are kind of falling into place behind the scenes for that aforementioned meetup that we're having well, it's not just a meet-up, but that weekend we're going to be in Universal between the 26th and the 30th. What, okay. the UUOP weekender? No, the one nope. that's the weekend before and is free. Um, oh, the good one. Yeah, the good one. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm <laughs> going to be at one of them. Uh, but Amanda's also going to be at the same one. So, you know, it kind of makes up for, for that. If you want to see me drink my weight in Bud Light... Come along to the meal. And Amanda oh, doesn't God. weigh very much. So <laughs> But I'll be very drunk. Put your walking shoes on, that's all I can say. <laughs> so the kind of all I'll say, because we'll on the next episode I think we'll try and talk final plans. I think we will put it in the bag by then. But between the twenty sixth and the thirtieth, um, I think nearly everybody on this podcast now is gonna be there. And Craig, um, and Luke who had to drop off. Um but basically, you know, us from all across the the Diz and, and Universal After Dark shows are going to be out there. Um, we are going to have a meet, which at this moment is looking like it's going to be um, Saturday mid-morning afternoon kind of time. It's going to be in City Walk, 
uh, a venue to be determined because we want to make sure that people can go if they haven't got access to the parks. Um, but we will also be going into the parks and anyone that wants to kind of go and rise with us and stuff, you're more than welcome to. We're going to be at Halloween Horror Nights for the entire weekend. So again, if you want to uh, hear Craig scream like a girl and jump through a wall, <laughs> you can witness that. Um, and I know I know there are some people that have always contacted us that I'm not going to be there the entire time. So for those people that do want a, like a, a, a small meet with us, we're going to try and also make that happen as well. So if you're free at all any of those weekends, even when we announce official kind of locations and times, um, reach out to us because if we can be free, um, you know, we will try our best to accommodate as well. Mm -hmm. Like, please totally feel free to come and hang out with us and just spend like a fun few hours that won't cost you anything unless you want to get drunk. Yeah. Or, or eat snacks. Or you want to buy us a beer. I mean, that will obviously cost you. Um, but, but you don't have to you don't have to but it would be favoured <laughs> we will. We might like you a little bit more just, just maybe not, not, <laughs> not definitely but undecided yeah. but it'll be a fun time everyone will be super chill everyone's really excited to be in Orlando like we don't get to hang out with each other very often so it'll be nice for us to just be together and it'll be nice to hang out with you guys kind of all at one time because I know that like over the last couple of years like I've bumped into a few people Nick and Craig have bumped into a few people Chris too and Luke and so it'll be nice to kind of hang out with people all together and feel you guys to meet each other in real life too from our little group. Like, I think everyone will have a super fun time. It'll be very nice and spoopy. Yeah. So and more on that the next if episode. If I'm going, I won't be wearing any disguises. Maybe. <gasps> well, who knows? Because nobody else knows what you no look like. No one's seen you. So your disguise no, could be your not. disguise. Do you know what? Actually, my wife showed me a photo of me at Halloween Horror Nights with my disguise on the other day, and even I didn't recognise me. <laughs> like, who is that? Is, yeah. is it a Ray Mysterio mask? It, 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 n- yeah, sort of. Well, I have some videos coming up from our RIP tour that you're in, and I'm undecided about whether I want to Photoshop a disguise onto you to make you seem a little <laughs> bit more mysterious still. <laughs> I think you should put, like, a little smiley face. I can put a pumpkin over your head. Yeah, put a little black veil over my head. <laughs> I don't know then no one will ever know okay so on that note we will see you guys next time thank you so much for listening we super appreciate bye bye good night god bless (laughs) sleep tight (laughs) (laughs) farewell I'll feed us and good night see there was some singing Amanda just wasn't me perfect Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support us and other After Dark Podcast Network shows, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-r-n dot com slash disafterdark. As well as supporting the show, there are other goodies available, including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support.
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.